Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. And we'll just go for it. All right. And, uh... That's good in the outtakes. Because <laughs> I can't do raspberries. What? I can't do that. You just did it. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I you not go... allowed to do a raspberry? Like that. Oh, I guess there I There you go. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever done that. Were you recording wow. that? Because that was the first time oh I've God. ever done that. We recorded Mindy's first raspberry. Uh, yay? <laughs> Adulthood, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're adulting over here. I fucking hate that term. Anyways. Oh, are we on? Welcome to Horse Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. I'm Melinda. And... Tomorrow is the first day of Halloween month. What, what? Our favorite time of the year. and October. She means October, to clarify. Just in case. I don't know. Just in case. Maybe somebody's not looking at a calendar. And just in case someone tuned into Horse Talk Horror because they just thought it was going to be like a bunch of, I don't know, prostitutes like <laughs> hanging out, like giving tips to each other on, I don't know how to do horror things anyway this is not about that it's about horror movies and subjects and and to prepare for halloween month we decided to come up with a list of 31 horror movies because i don't know well i know mindy does not do this but every year since i would say about 2012 i have tried to watch 31 horror movies in the month of october And some years I succeed, some years I fail, some years I come close. Um, And I always try and watch movies that I've never seen before. So we decided to come up with a list of 31 horror movies to help you guys if you're looking for any recommendations on things to watch. Mm -hmm. While these are not um, the most popular horror movies, you know, you have your classics that we did not put on the list, like obviously Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street Texas Chainsaw Massacre there's a lot of good ones that we had to kind of edit um, like the given yeah yeah Rosemary's Baby The Shining Exorcist right. you know what have you most of our listeners I think have probably seen all those movies so uh let's just start with um The Entity it's from 1982 it stars Barbara Hershey eh, Barbara Hershey and- as in Beaches Barbara Hershey Yes, for all you Beaches fans out there that are listening. Speaking I'm, of scary, but no, I'm just kidding. I've never seen Beaches. Anyways. That's okay. It's about a woman who's tormented and sexually molested by an invisible ghost uh, demon, an entity. Based on a true story, right? Supposedly, it is based on a true story. Um, I don't know how loosely based it is on it, but it's... It's a pr- it's really really good. I will have to say for it it is my favorite ghost rape movie. <laughs> well, on that note, I'm just sitting here laughing because the first time I saw it, Sharon let me borrow her DVD and I had done some re- little just a tiny bit of research of it like behind it and there were like there there's a special out there somewhere I think that you could probably find on the YouTubes but like they talk about how this woman did have all of these things happening to her but like it was originally written off because she was a pretty heavy alcoholic and I just remember Sharon saying to me well no but there were scientists that recorded this stuff it's not like they were like oh she's just some dumb drunk bitch <laughs> I do not remember saying that. <laughs> it was funny, and it's true, though. No, it's true. Like, this woman supposedly did have, like, there there was actually a group on hand that, like, 
witnessed these events so you're right it's not that she was just like an alcoholic making it up so but the movie is pretty terrifying yeah i i really like this movie i think it's pretty scary um like in the violating your personal space kind of way it's a little terrifying. yeah and obviously rape i mean is a fucking horrifying thing to happen to someone but it if you're not able to see the person, which is kind of the whole point of this, is that a lot of people didn't believe her. And and after these events happened, she would have uh, bruises on her and it looked like someone was beating her or abusing her, but there was no one to blame. There was not, you know, a physical, uh, any physical evidence that a person did this to her. So, yeah, it's a very interesting story and it's um, definitely not like any other horror movie that I've seen before. Good point. Okay, so I put this on the top of the list because I'm the one who's going to have a few classics mixed in there. So I had to add The Haunting 1963, which I talked about in a previous episode. But then I also put for number two, The Haunting 1999, which was a remake that I wrote. I literally have written here, get scared by how bad a movie can be. Ha ha. Ha. (laughs) Um, but for real though, no offense, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Lily Taylor and Liam Neeson, they're all in that movie, but the remake in 1999 is really bad. Like, even if you don't even like the original movie, the original movie is a classic. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Or if you don't want to watch a bad movie just to be scared by how bad it could be, I would honestly then recommend The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix if you have time, the miniseries. But, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it was. So my first, the movie, 1963's version of The Haunting, directed by Robert Wise. And then I just had to follow that up with my little joke. But to be serious, if you're looking for a good scare that's actually good to watch and you feel like giving it the time, check out Netflix's reimagining. I agree. Sharon? Uh, the next movie that I have, which I think is kind of making um, a resurgence as recently, because I've been seeing a lot more people talking about this movie and posting about it. Oh, good. Is Taurus Trap from 1979. And it's a crazy fucking film. The first, like, five, ten minutes of this movie alone, I was, like, totally sucked in. And it's about uh, a bunch of teenagers that come across some... Um, psychopath with telekinetic powers and he uses his telekinetic powers to animate these various mannequins that he keeps um in his house that are like his only friends i guess and it just that's all i'm really gonna say about it but sharon told me about this movie and if it's it's on shutter right i don't know i think that that's how i watched it yeah but i have to say that like not to be punny about the title, but it is totally a hidden gem for sure. Because like I hadn't heard about this movie, and Sharon was like, "If you've seen this, you should watch this, and it's worth it. It's worth a viewing it's for sure." Definitely, yeah. If you've not seen this, check it out. I believe it is still on Shutter. I think so. I think I just saw it recently. Sweet. Uh, my next movie is um, I've only seen it on Netflix, I think, um, but it's called Veronica, and I. Should check that it's still on Netflix, but it is a movie. Um, it is subtitled um, in Spanish or in English from Spanish dialogue, and it is your classic uh, teenager. It's fairly recently made. It's your classic teenager and her friends at a Catholic high school, of course. Um, you know, get on a Ouija board. There's a dead parent involved, and then I don't really want to say much more 
after that, but something weird happens when the Ouija board gets used and then life changes. And at the heart of it is the main character, Veronica, who's this main teenage girl. And uh, I I honestly, I, the one thing I will compare it to is I feel like there it's one of those movies where there's very small little details that change that make it extra creepy. And I feel like it's, I can compare it to an Ari Oster movie and it kind of reminds me to Hereditary, which I'm just going to skip ahead because that's actually also on my list. But I feel like the two sort of are a little similar, but Veronica is is super freaking scary. It's great. Mm. Find it on Netflix. Watch it. It's it's awesome. And it was not expected. It, w- it was very unexpected. I honestly me. don't remember you ever even telling me about this movie. So I did, but I don't think you watched it last year. Well, you I definitely didn't watch have it. have a list, so you've got a lot usually to do. No, I'm going to have to probably put that on my list for this year if I'm going to try and do 31 movies that I've not seen before. And then you could do two movies next because I already mentioned Hereditary, which I kind of have on the list after. Cool. Uh, so I have Black Christmas, the 1974 version. What? What? Not the fucking remake, which is absolutely fucking horrible. I do not recommend the remake at all. Thank you, Sharon. I love Black Christmas, the original so Me much. Me too. It's like it, one of my favorites. It's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Yay! Let, let alone... Um, I told you to watch it. You did tell me to watch it. Um, so, yeah. So this one... If you've not seen it, it's kind of, I would, oh, a lot of people might hate me for this, but I think it it. might be better than the original Halloween. I don't know. It's definitely scarier, I think. I actually just like flew back from my mic just now. (laughs) No, but I agree. I I love, and I feel like it predates when a stranger calls the original. Yes. Yes. Can we say that? It's the first The Call is Coming from Inside Your House movie? Yes. This movie came out. I believe, like, five years before the original When a Stranger Calls comes out. So it is the original, like, well, as far as I know, I don't know of any other movies that came out before this that are, um, you know, the call is coming from inside the house type of thing. Um, But, yeah, I love this movie so much. And Spencer told me that they are doing another remake of this. Which I have fucking zero hopes for. But also, um, he did say that they're going to do, like, a little bit of a new twist on it where the women actually get revenge because in the remake it was over the top gore trying to be like fucking gore porn and there I didn't think it was scary at all the the only thing i appreciated about the remake was the fact that they told more of a backstory about the killer which in the the original you know virtually nothing about the killer which also kind of makes it a little creepier. I agree completely. Because yes. it's just this like rando who's like <laughs> hiding, <laughs> hiding in a sorority house, like murdering women. And it's like, what the fuck? It's also really fun to mention that this is directed by the same guy who did Christmas Story, as in like, you'll shoot your eye out Christmas Story. Oh, really? Yeah. Bob Clark did both movies. Interesting. Which is really funny. But I. Also feel like making a remake of this is sort of a moot point because, and I won't go into detail because people need to watch it, but there's certain, like, we'll say women's lib issues that are dealt with in a 1970 movie. Oh, yeah. They that are totally so, deal with the topic of abortion and a woman's right to like, choose. In a big Olivia Hussey has always been one of my favorites. She's the star. She's the final girl, I guess, spoiler alert, but you could tell from the beginning. Like, she's awesome. And she, but like, I remember the first time I saw that movie, I was like, this was made when? And they're having this conversation? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the women in this movie are, are kind of fucking badasses. And totally. they're not all just like running around topless. In fact, I don't even think there's any nudity in this. And if anybody dies, it's because of an accidental whatsoever or they didn't look or whatever. Like it's nobody being stupid, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, I love this movie so much. I can't even, I can't even say. And I, although I will say that Kier Duala, who's Dave from 2001, he's in it. And my mom always goes, he just creeps me out. I just had to throw that in there for fun. We can cut that if we need to. Yeah, that's a little too. <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're saying. Kirda, who? People will know who, mm-hmm. people know, will know who that is. Okay. So next on my list is Murder Party. Yes. Which is a super fun, fun horror movie. And I don't know why it has such low ratings on IMDb. Not that I fucking care. But I was surprised that so many people you know had negative reviews of it because it's it's just so entertaining to me it's like kind of over the top I know it's definitely over the top silly it's um I wouldn't really say it's scary it's it's kind of gory and but I just I don't know I fucking enjoyed it so much so if you're been look if you've been looking at this movie on Shutter and or wherever else uh, probably Amazon and trying to decide whether or not I you should watch it. it. Yeah, I think I saw it on Amazon. Yeah, just watch it. Oh, dude, it's so good. And if you don't like it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care because I like it. Stance. <laughs> okay, my next movie. I'm going it for the tried and true. Sorry, but I love Scream. I still do the original. Um, it's funny when you watch it now. I feel like people. I feel like now it's it's very it's a little too much meta because everybody does that now. But there is no better opening scene than Drew Barrymore on that phone, talking with her cute little voice, and he asks her name, and she says. Why do you want to know my name so much? And he goes, because I want to know who I'm looking at. And she says, I'm sorry, what did you say? And he goes, because I want to know who I'm talking to. She goes, that's not what you said. That moment on, it's funny. It's awesome. It has who is now a Twin Peaks alumni. Uh, Matthew Lillard is in it, very young. But I just, I don't know. I think that original is badass. I fucking love the original. I actually kind of enjoy all of them just because I think they're all kind of fun, even though the original is by far the best. The fourth one scares me. It has a scene with her. She has a dream about her dead mom, and it scares me. Is that the one with Laurie Metcalf? No, it's the second one. Hmm. And Timothy Oliphant, actually. That's neither here nor there. But the first one, I still think is the best, and I love it to death. So it's on my list. Side note, I have a a really funny story. Mindy and I, uh, when we were... Probably yes. just out of high school. Yeah, I think we were like freshmen in college. Mindy's parents were out of town and I was spending the night and we were watching Scream and we had some friends over, including my boyfriend. And there was that line in the movie where... It's the Drew Barrymore scene. From that scene. And it's when um, the guy on the phone says to Drew Barrymore, he's like, I'm going to gut you like a fish, bitch. And we couldn't think of the line. And so we we're trying to think it and we're like what is it? And someone said something like, you want to go fishing, bitch? <laughs> we thought that was hilarious. It's so, like worst serial killer ever. Right? Worst <laughs> serial killer line ever. So anyways, like all our friends go home. Mindy and I are in bed. It's now like one or two in the morning <laughs> and her phone rings out of nowhere. And so we're like, well, 
what if it's her parents and they're in trouble? Like, so Mindy answers the phone and she just like starts laughing <laughs> and hands me the phone. And I'm like, hello. And on the other end, on the other end, all I hear is you want to go fishing, bitch. <laughs> well, and it was funny because it was it was our friend calling to like try and scare us in a funny way. But when I answered the phone, all I heard was. Do you want to go fishing, bitch? Ah, oh, shit, I fucked that up. And like that, like, made me laugh even more. So, yeah. Maybe we just think it's funny, but like, worst serial killer ever. Is it my turn again? Yeah. Okay. Do it. So the next movie is uh, probably a pretty um, not well-known movie called Happy Birthday to Me. It's from 1981, and I don't know if anyone out there watched Little House on the Prairie when they were growing up, um, but it has uh, it stars the oldest daughter from that show. Um, I'm probably the only one who knows that. Which I didn't even know that, actually, when I watched it. But yeah, so anyways, that's really not important. <laughs> but it kind of reminds me a little bit of the movie April Fool's Day, which I was very much debating on whether or not I should put that on this list. Mm, good. Yep. But if you liked April Fool's Day, you'll probably like this. It's kind of like um, who, who's the serial killer? kind of thing they you know all signs kind of point towards the main person but is it is there something else going on but it it's basically just about a a group of wealthy um friends at this uh this academy this school and and all of a sudden people start dying and uh yeah i'm not gonna say too much more about it and how old are they like they're younger I think Aren't it's they, right? it's been a you while. You know what? It has been a little while. I think the academy. I think it's a high school. Academy. So like, yeah, like not like co- it's not like one of those like college like. Yeah, I think they're movies. like. Yeah, no, I think they're like. Yeah, it's not. No, it's nothing like that. I think it's um, they're like sixteen, seventeen years old. You know, and her friends start dying. She's got kind of a mysterious past, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. So check it out. Cool. Okay, so I am doing a two for one. Um, and for those of you who've seen this movie, you you may agree with me. I've heard a lot of people do, but I'm gonna do the original Wreck one and two, and that's R E C as in recording. Um, it is a Spanish movie. Well, they both are. Um, it's a found footage movie from like I want to say the mid '90s ish, and uh, that movie with uh, the sister from Dexter. I forget her name. Jennifer Carpenter. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Quarantine is the American remake of this. But the uh, Spanish version that's subtitled, like, we've all seen found footage, like, zombie movies. Let's face it. Like, we have. We're over it. But this was made before we were all over it. And I only <laughs> saw it, like, fairly recently within like the past two, three years, because if you rent it on Amazon or on iTunes, they are dubbed, both both versions, and very badly dubbed at that. So I was able to watch it on Shudder with the subtitles, which I highly recommend. Um, a lot of people say that one and two should just be one movie because two literally take, it starts like right where the first one ends. But I got the shit scared out of me. And I, like I said, I was over and done with vampire, like found footage movies. So, or not vampire, I'm sorry. Uh, zombie found footage movies but it's it's a reporter who is uh 
shadowing like a emergency response team for a story and they're doing it live on air and they get called to an apartment building where people are reporting an illness of some sort taking place within the building and they (laughs) get quarantined hence the name of the american movie uh but what happens after that is literally quite terrifying actually and both movies in fact the second movie caps the first one so well I can't recommend them enough. Just please make sure that you watch the actual version. And this isn't like just like one of those like snobby, you have to watch it with the subtitles. Like the dubbing is so bad. It's distracting from the movie. How many zombie found footage movies are there? I have no idea. There's a number of rack movies, but the first two are the only ones I'm I wasn't sure if you were saying you're sick of zombie movies slash found footage movies. Because yes, for a while I kind of think both. Okay. We've reached our quota. I'm trying to... Th- I don't remember any zombie found footage movies. No, besides. there's not a lot. But this movie's... Wreck is so good. But, like, I try. I was, like... When I, I did rent it from iTunes, and I was, like, okay, it's dubbed. But, like, come on. I can... I want to see it. I, I couldn't make it 10 minutes. That's how bad the dubbing was. Mm-hmm. So make sure you do find the subtitle version. But it's actually really scary and really good. Hmm. Both of them. So I'm using my two for one. <laughs> so there might be a lot more than actually 31 movies which that's cool um so the next movie i chose which god this is i'm so glad i discovered this movie and every single person out there that grew up in the 80s even if you don't like this movie i think you would really really just appreciate it for how well done it is it is the wnuf halloween special from 2013 uh, but they make the movie look like it's from the 80s. In fact, it takes place Halloween night in 1987. And it's basically um, it's supposed to look like a, a live news broadcast where they're at this infamous house, the Weber House, which is the site of ghastly murders, and a local television personality leads a group of paranormal investigators, including a Catholic exorcist and also a famous husband and wife team, which I'm pretty sure they're supposed (coughs) to be like, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, it's kind of um, this live footage and uh, they add in commercials which are exactly like the commercials that used to be on tv when we were growing up I mean it looks so much like a almost like a found like someone took an old you know popped in an old like beta cassette of or like VHS, a chest yeah be- oh yeah <laughs> so they were more prevalent let's be honest we had a beta machine I know so y- did we we were the only you, weirdos then you got a VHS no, but for real, like, that's what I was going to say is that, like, there's even parts where, like, whoever, like, it's as if, as if you're watching someone else is watching the tape and they fast forward. Yes. Dude, yes, it's, yes, yes. it's really well done. It's fucking brilliant in my Sharon and I watched opinion. it. We were, kept going, wait, this is fake, right? Like, or did this really, is this, did someone take, is this really, what? It was awesome. It's really fun. And it used to be on Shudder. Now I think you can get it um, or see it on Amazon uh, Prime or, you, yeah. You can honestly, I just kind of want to buy it because it is kind of hard to find. Yeah. And I just think it's so fucking fun. But yeah. And Mindy, what's your next movie? All right. I'm going to say it. Paranormal Activity 3. I It's the one with from the 80s 
where so okay oh, also I know, with the ca- the camcorder also with the camcorder so i'm sort of following a theme a little bit sort of not really that just happened but anyway we did kind of go from rack with the camcorder because they had a camcorder that, at that i think in that movie maybe they were newer but paranormal activity three yes say what you will about those movies but when the first one came out it scared the bejesus out of everybody the first time they saw it and i honestly I am a sucker for these movies for some reason because of that. But the third movie I actually thought was one of the most well done and honestly one of the scariest. I agree. Um, that ending, like the last 15 minutes, I swear to God, I've had a nightmare about like half of those visuals. Um, but it, for those of you who care, because um, I feel like you can watch it and not necessarily have seen the first two movies, mm-hmm. but basically it. The idea is that the story is supposed to follow these two sisters, Christy and Katie, and they're followed by this demon. And this is sort of the prequel that explains sort of how it all started. Kind of doesn't matter. It's set in the 80s. Weird stuff happens with this family. And they're, they're, the mom's boyfriend is like a wedding videographer. And so he sets up tapes all over. And as my one friend likes to say, it introduces the oscillating camera cam where he takes an oscillating fan puts a camera on it and as my friend says it scans through and there's nothing happening and it scans back there's nothing happening and then oh my god there's something there well it's worth it watch it it's a good subtle awesome freak out movie i love it i kind of want to watch that again i kind of do too like honestly tonight yeah me too (laughs) agreed all right so my next pick we have a lot of um foreign movies on our list i've just realized which i honestly i think there's but there's so many other countries that make and i'm not really fucking good horror movies yeah this is a very short list um so my next pick is housebound which is from new zealand and it's about um a girl who is basically placed on house arrest and she has to move back in with her mom and she thinks that maybe her house is haunted and it you know I don't really want to give anything away but it is a super unique twist on a haunted house movie and it's really good and it's really funny and this is also another movie that I need to rewatch because I remember loving it so much I actually thought that Sharon was talking about a different movie initially and then when she started talking about this one I like put my fist in the air like well so you can't see that or hear that fist bump you know what I mean (laughs) I did an air fist bump because I was very excited. Yes, check this movie out. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Good one. My next movie, I guess, um, is The Skeleton Key. Um, And I added this because actually a good friend of mine also was talking with me about this movie and was like, I can't get this out of my head. And I bought this used. It's with Kate Hudson and it's from, I don't know, mid-2000s. And... It Jenna fucking Rollins is in it, motherfuckers. Give it up. Like, see it for that reason only. But it's set on location in New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> Kate Hudson is a nurse who goes to stay in this gorgeous, huge plantation home that is owned by Jenna Rollins. And she is uh, set to take care of Jenna Rollins, quote, ailing husband, who is played by John motherfucking Hurt. Um, and then uh, Pete Sarsgaard is like the family trust banker or our lawyer or whatever. And it's one of those movies that like I watched it and it there were times where I was like kind of nerve wracked, but I wasn't scared totally. 
And then it wasn't until the very end where I went, oh, my God. Oh, this so this has been happening the entire oh god. Okay, that's really really scary. So, I'm including it because it's not super scary as you're watching it and you might be like, "Melinda is crazy. What is wrong with her?" But the ending, if you think about what the implicate <laughs> what the implication as Dennis Reynolds would say of the ending means, it's really actually terrifying. So, Skeleton Key with Kate Hudson, look it up. Is it bad that I don't really remember this movie? I remember watching it. <laughs> I know, and I think that you weren't super impressed because my mom watched it and she wasn't super impressed. And then I was like, "Well, think about blah 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 blah," and I explained the ending, and she went, "Okay, I gotta watch it again." You're right; that's ter- that's terrifying. So, all right. So next on my list is um. Well, I'm gonna pull a Mindy, and I'm gonna kind of make these two movies one. Do it. So it's the Collector, and then there is also the Collection, which is the um sequel. All right. So this movie. I fucking loved, 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 loved it. And I, I'm not, other than the fact that I'm just going to say it's an insane home invasion movie and whoever came up with this plot and who, whoever like did the set design on this movie, there's a lot of booby traps. I'm just going to say. Like boobies or booby traps? There's or a lot both. of booby traps. Uh, like data from like the data. Goonies. Um, yeah. No, this movie is is violent and, and crazy and fun. And just, it's kind of like Cube, but in your house. Like imagine, if you've ever seen the movie Cube, where these people like would just wake up in this cube. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to it's been it's been a long time since I've seen Cube, but that's pretty much the fucking gist but of in it. Your house. Okay. These people just wake up in a fucking cube, and they have to go from cube to cube to cube. And some of them have these insane booby traps that'll just fucking fuck your shit up. Imagine just waking up in your house one day. Although that's not really what happens; they don't just wake up. But just imagine you come home one day from like the grocery store. And your house is now like Cube. <laughs> but you don't really realize it. Where am I going to put the bananas? And every, and every fucking room is just tripped out with these insane booby traps that like, I don't even know how the writer of this movie came up with some of these ideas. But it's some of the most fun ways I've ever seen for people to get tortured. So there, awesome. you, so there, there you go. Um, I'm going to go with another uh, tried and true, but uh, 28 Days Later, the another zombie movie. This one is not uh, first-person perspective or whatever, found footage. But I feel like this movie deserves its spot on the chart, if only for those opening sequences where Killian Murphy is walking around London and it, it is just dead. Because they actually did that. Like, they closed off parts of the streets, but they filmed it, like, on godly hours of the morning. And, like, it's just creepy as fuck to see Big Ben and there be, like, no traffic. Like, it's just... But it's an awesome movie, aside from that. So I'm adding it because it deserves to be there. Yeah, I would say that's probably one of my, if not my favorite zombie movie ever. Yeah. Because and there's scary nothing... zombies too that are like growling and fast and creepy. The fast zombies are the fucking oh, they're the worst. creepiest. All right. So to keep on with the, um, the whole foreign horror movie theme that we have going. Sure. This is a Spanish horror movie called Sleep Tight. 
It's from 2011. Have you seen this? I have not actually. Really good. I would. It, it's a. It's more of a psychological horror movie, um, about a uh, a horrible doorman at. Oh, this movie. Apartment building or condo or whatever. And he he basically has like zero ability to be happy. And so he decides to make it his mission to basically ruin the lives of everyone around him. Great. And a lot of people, like myself included, I would, you know, some people you can just aggravate the shit out of them really, really easily and (laughs) just ruin their day. But there is one woman who lives in the building and she's just always happy and it's it's really really hard to upset her so he starts breaking into her apartment without her knowing and doing little things to make her you know psychologically just break down and just destroy her life and it's kind of my worst nightmare as a germaphobe some of the things that he does well see like i already like i know that my back door i push the garbage in my toolbox in front of the back door so no one could really break in and i do the same with my front door and my apartment's not big enough but you can't do that when you're not home yeah but where's anybody gonna hide in my apartment oh yeah big for sure but this is the thing he comes in when she's not home and does things and then leaves that's why you check under your bed oh and then he leaves i thought he he leaves well sometimes he stays but but he does a lot of things that are disgusting, and then he leaves. And that's kind of my worst nightmare. So anyways, I really, really like this movie. It's not your typical, like, jump scare. It's, it's, it is a straight-up psychological horror, and I think it's it's really well done. So because it's Halloween, I had to put on Trick or Treat. It's Trick or Treat, as in the letter R, in case you're looking it up. Um, it is an anthology of short stories about Halloween night. Um, that's pretty much all I'm going to say, but there's a lot of uh, guest stars in it. A lot of really famous actors, not so famous actors. There's a Battlestar Galactica alum, but all of the all of the, the, the stories in the anthology have to do with the night of Halloween and things that may or may not happen. And it's just really fun. And some of them are really creepy. And Anna Paquin's a bad badass in it. Like, really, that's kind of all you need to know. But I highly recommend it. It's a good time. It's a lot of fun. This is one of the better anthology movies, I think, because uh, you can either do them really good and like really like interweave the stories, yeah, or you can just kind of like randomly throw some stories together and try and get them to fucking be cohesive. And yeah, I love this movie. This one's good. I was gonna put in the Tales of Halloween just because that's held together by a radio host that is played by uh, Adrian Barbeau, but I don't know. Trick or Treat's better, I think. Sorry, Adrian. But uh, yeah, so that's next on my list, Sharon. I guess I have another twofer. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Because I had a really hard time deciding um, which of these I was going to go with. They're both Ty West movies. The one I decided to go with yes. was House of the Devil because it really, really, really has that 80s vibe. Um, if this is the first time you're listening, I'll just let you know. We both really, really love the 80s because we grew up and in the 80s. Anti-West. Anti-West, but yeah, whatever. The 80s, though? <laughs> Let's get back to the 80s. No, I I just love everything about the 80s, the whole look, the feel. I mean, you know, like Stranger Things, they did like perfect did example well. for like how to do that well. It makes you really feel like you're in that time period. And I think House of the Devil it really, really made me feel 
like I was watching a movie that was made in the 80s. Yeah, Sharon told me to watch it, and I actually was like, how did we miss this? Because I did think it was a movie from the 80s. Then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God, this was made, what, 2009? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And also, as I said before, Ty West, if you're single, call me. But it's basically, if you've not heard of this movie... Um, it is about a college student who's broke and decides to take a really weird babysitting job that, um, I'm going to say just, she goes to a really creepy house out in the middle of the country and some fucking shit happens. Oh, and there's like an eclipse happening, right? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. That's way too much information, Minnie. No. Yes. It takes place during an eclipse. Um, it's a good but, fall feel kind of movie, too, I feel like. Yeah. And it's like a, um, you know, a lot of people don't like this movie because it's a very slow burn. And I appreciate that. And I think it's very well done. And I think it kind of, even though it's a slow burn, it maintains that sense of tension throughout the whole movie, which also brings me to the other movie that I did not mention, but I'm just going to throw it in really quick, which is The Innkeepers, which is Another Ty West movie that's a very slow burn that a lot of people fucking hate. And you know what? It's That type of movie is not for everyone, but I think there's some really good scares in both, and I think they're both worth checking out. So my hand, like, shot up as soon as Sharon said that because I one of my pet peeves about modern horror movies is that jump scares do not make a great horror movie. You need to know how to build tension. I'm sorry, but you do. That's what Alfred Hitchcock did. That's what all the greats did. And Ty West knows how to do that. And I think that Sharon's right. House of the Devil and The Innkeepers are both absolutely perfect examples of that because you're scared half the movie and you don't even know why. And that's why it's awesome. So Sorry, I just had to rant a little bit. That's all I'll say. Well, speaking of tension, I think I'm going to just go to the next one hey. really quick um, because it's high tension. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time I ever watched this movie, I was living out in the country by myself watching this in the dark at night and my house and my neighborhood were already super fucking creepy and I don't even know how I was able to go to sleep that night, but um, high tension it's always been one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. The For those of you, to, I, I don't really want to say anything in case you haven't seen it. You you kind of have to watch it with a little bit of a suspension of disbelief. That's There's, all. A, there's an easy breakdown. Mm. Two girls go to study at a girl's house during spring break. Oh, Boom. yeah. Dur- yeah. During a, yeah, a, sec- a secluded farmhouse out in the middle of, um, they're in France. I believe it's a, well, it's a French, it's a French horror movie. Um, I think it's scary as fuck. I mean the 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 movie lives up to its name. It really creates oh my high tension. High tension. Honestly, like I was watching this when I still lived with a roommate. She came home from work and she hated scary movies and she was like, Oh my gosh, shut this up and I was like, I can't like I had to like see what was gonna happen next. The ending is not perfect, which is where the whole suspension of disbelief thing kinda but you know what? Okay, I like the very, very ending, but you know what I'm talking about. There is a a part where you're like, how is any of this, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say too much in case you haven't seen it. I'm sure most of you have, but whatever. It's, it's a fucking horror movie. Get over it. You have to ignore giant plot holes sometimes just to enjoy it. And the very last second of the movie scared the bejesus out of me. So, so good call, Sharon. I like that one. 
Thank you. I'm going to go back to old school for a bit and do Carnival of Souls because I honestly like I feel like when you watch that movie, you can see traces of like I remember the first time I watched it with a friend of mine and they were like, well, clearly David Lynch saw this movie. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that like you see resonating in like modern horror movies, but it's just it's the 60s, I think, like mid 60s that was made. It's black and white and it is just in terms of like gender roles and then again like the building of suspense and terror with some really it's kind of trippy yeah i was gonna say trippy visual payoff like it's a good old school horror movie I really like it. it and, the, and the cheese factor sort of makes it better. Like there are parts where it's, I feel like it's almost intentionally bad, but like I love it. And then the ending, I just, I've always really loved it. There are parts that still genuinely creep me out. It's in black and white. Check it out. I know it's on, it's on the Criterion channel if you like have that service that you pay for. It might be. I think it might be on Shudder. I was going to, Shudder might bring it back for Halloween, yeah. But I think that's where I watched it. Look it up, I'd say. I have a side note about this movie, actually. I just happened to be near where they filmed um, that sort of carnival place, which I think burned down. I couldn't find Aww. I couldn't find where it was, but but I, I was there. That's so I was scary. Like, this like... looks really similar to this movie that we just saw. <gasps> and so I looked it up at the filming locations. I was like, yeah, it's like down the road. From which, here? No, from where we were. <laughs> it's, in, it's in Utah. It's in Utah. I was going to say, sorry. <laughs> but... I tried to see it, but it, I couldn't find it. Thank you, Spencer. Not Pico. in Illinois, Mindy. Um, that's funny. Should I do another one? I don't know. Did you do two for it? No. Well, I did I did two in a row um, just because we were talking about tension, and my next movie was High Tension. But if you want to do another one, sure. My next one's kind of about tension. And Sharon was like, I, I mean, knew- we're over the whole tension thing because you just did Carnival of Souls, but. <laughs> it builds tension, though. There's a lot of mo- There's moments that are, that are strange and whatever, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sharon goes, I knew you were going to include this anyway, but all my friends make fun of me for liking As Above, So Below. Um, it's another found footage movie. It is the only movie that the French government allowed ever to be filmed in the actual French catacombs. Which I'm going to next month. Don't even start. Right before Halloween, bitches. Don't even start. So excited. Stand the, stand the route. Do not try and venture into the unrouted character. Like areas of the catacombs. Oh, I'm gonna wander. End up in Dante's Inferno. Oh God, I said too much already. But basically, the movie's about it. It's what I love about this movie is that it's equally awesome and equally terrible, kind of. And I mean that in the best way because, like, it starts off where it's found footage. It's this woman, Scarlet. Uh, who, of course, her name's Scarlett, and she's British and beautiful, and she speaks like 50. She's basically, the director said that they wanted to make her a female Indiana Jones. And what, so there's a dude making a video about, like, her uh, search for the Philosopher's Stone, because her father was, like, this huge, like, expert in alchemy. I watched it as a hate watch the first time. Then they got underground into the catacombs, and it is scary as F. So... Do it. Sit through the 20 minutes of silly and get to the catacombs. It's so worth it. All right. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to watch it on the plane. <laughs> Just don't go to the unmarked territories. That's all I'm telling you. I'll go where I want. Oh, and there's a beautiful shot of Notre Dame, I should say, too, which sadly hmm. caught on fire. But there's a beautiful, beautiful shot of it lit up at night in this movie. So if not, if anything else, just watch it for that. 
All right, so my next movie is When a Stranger Calls, but I am actually choosing the remake from 2006, which I know a lot of people don't like, but I don't really care because this movie scared the fucking shit out of me, and then I rewatched it with Mindy, and it scared the shit out of both of us, and the house in this movie is kind of what makes it for me and is the reason why I chose it. Obviously, the first one... It's a classic. The first, what, 15, 20 minutes of the first movie and then the end of the first movie. Yeah. I mean, this they're, they're terrifying. Absolutely. But this one, I just love how, like, beautiful this house is. And it just, there's a lot of imagery um, and a lot of shots that were, um, that use light and dark, you know, light and shadows. And it's, it, she's in this huge house where everything is kind of like on motion sensors so if you walk into one room lights will just automatically go on so as she's like walking around you don't really know if she's alone if she's not alone she's getting these calls it starts getting creepy there's lights outside too and it's very windy and there's kind of this um almost like a courtyard in the center of the house that has a lot of things like blowing around and casting shadows. And just the way they shot everything was really gorgeous. And um, yeah, it just kind of led to all this like heightened tension for me. And you never really knew what was going to happen next or what was like around the corner or if she was ever really alone or where this person was in the house because you know they're in the house because it's like the first movie, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of people hate this movie and a lot of people criticize Camille Bell and her acting, which the, I never even honestly didn't really pay attention to it. She's a teenage girl. She's mm-hmm. <laughs> not I'm not going to like criticize some like poor young girl's acting performance, whatever. Normally at this point, I'd be yelling blasphemy, but I have to say what really impressed me about, because I'm a huge fan of the original, but this the remake takes modern technology and like uses it in this way that is super, which is kind of what Sharon already said, but it, it uses it in this way that's so effective that makes it as scary as the original, but just makes you go, oh wait, now it's even almost scarier because we have things like cell phones and geo-tracking and like yeah, motion central lights or whatever. If our house is totally automated, what if we're trying to hide from a killer? How are we going to do that? Like, yeah. it's 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 a smart remake of a classic, one of the few, I'd say. I like it. I do too. Good 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 call, Sharon. Thank you. Call, get it? Uh. <laughs> no, I don't get it. <laughs> um, I had to add on their cabin in the woods. Because, like, I wasn't going to put Evil Dead because, like, duh. But Cabin in the Woods, I love it. It was made with little to no fanfare. Finally got released a few years later. was a huge hit. But it is just everything and anything and the end all be all of every horror movie. So if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, you should change that and check it out. Like, immediately, if you have not seen this movie. Like, I'm not going to say more than that. Yeah. Really. I'm just, it's on my list. Because most of you have probably seen it. Scary, funny, awesome. You'll love it. It's amazing. The next movie I have is The Loved Ones, which is an Australian horror movie. I love this movie. It reminds me of a cross between Carrie and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. All I'm going to say is it's kind of a um, prom revenge movie. It's That's a good way to put it. Very fun. It's gory. 
I think it's kind of I think it's creative I don't know I'm not a fan of these kind of movies and Sharon told me to watch it and I loved it so of like gore we'll say that lots of gore lots of unnecessary gore which I'm not saying the gore is unnecessary but yeah I don't don't know I don't want to say too much because I don't want to it's good away check it out so I'm since it's Halloween again I keep using it as a precursor this is these two are not some of my favorite movies necessarily but I think for Halloween it's well worth checking out I'm I'm gonna these are my last two and I'm gonna do a two for one because they're seek one the sequel but Hell House LLC it's on Shutter and it's about these people who create haunted houses and they rent out and it's a found footage movie and they rent out the supposedly haunted I don't even remember what it is it's like a community center or something no it's, wasn't it an actual house I think it was an actual but like, like ha- it, it's known to be haunted and like they turn it into a haunted house like professionally yeah, to invite but it people wasn't a but no it was center. like a bigger it was like a bigger it was like an actual how didn't actual murders take place there well we don't really know let's leave it at that I don't remember but I but in any yeah. case they they rent out this place that is supposed to be haunted supposedly and then they put on a show for Halloween and that's really all I'm going to leave it at. I'm just going to say that because things happen and there are – it's cheesy and whatever, but it's it's found footage and there are one or two moments that, like, Sharon and I specifically mentioned to each other that, like, really did – like, there's one moment that legitimately, like, scares me still a little bit. So I think they're just fun. And then the sec- the sequel is sort of like what happened in the first movie, but it's equally as fun and there's mm. – I don't want to say a twist, but there's a little thing they throw in at the end of both movies that make you go, ah, like it doesn't really make you feel like, okay, everything's good now. You're like, there's still some scariness at the end. So yeah, I didn't see the sequel. I'm going to have to check that out. All right. So I guess Mindy's out of movies. I still have, um, I have four left. Um, I think I was supposed to edit this down more. That's fine. I'm going to go through them really quickly. Um, so I have The Devil's Candy starring Ethan Embry from Can't Hardly Wait, which he was fucking so good in this movie. He plays a um, a painter who is possessed by satanic forces. Yeah, they're living in this creepy old house in rural Texas. And this was on Netflix, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I was like, eh, no, 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 no. And finally, I was like, all right, I'm running out of movies that I've not seen before. Put it on. Fucking loved it. If you're into um, metal music and Satan, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm super into Satan, but I do like um, metal music. Anyways, next, another psychological thriller, not your typical horror movie. I don't even know if most people would like classify this as a horror movie, but I want to throw it in there. We need to talk about Kevin starring yeah. Tilda Swinton and John C. Riley, and it's I, I find this movie really fascinating because Spencer and I talk about this all the time, the whole nature versus nurture thing. I just think it's more tragic than anything, but... Well, yeah, but it... it but it's a good suspense. It like. brings up the question, is it nature or nurture yeah. that makes someone become a, a killer or a psychopath? And this movie, it's, it's well, definitely more... I Well... I'll watch like, it and decide for yourself. Watch it and decide for yourself. But I, I think it's it's terrifying and it's kind of um, relevant to our times. Uh, Very much so. And then I have Baghead, 
which is directed by Mark and Jay Duplass, who... Woo-woo! Yeah, they're fucking awesome. They did Creep and Creep 2, which did not make our list, but also check those out because they're also... Yes, please. Really, really good. I forgot about Baghead. I'm actually really jealous that Sharon remembered it. I, w- I wish I would have put it on my list. It's such a fun movie. It has Greta Gerwig, who I fucking love. It's about four struggling actors who go to a cabin in Big Bear, and they're trying to make a screenplay, and they're trying to write either I think it was between like a love story or a horror movie and as they're writing this movie things maybe are coming true and the less said the better I think but it's such a good movie it's funny it's definitely got some scares oh yeah and it's super creative and then finally I'm gonna end with Chained which is directed by Jennifer Lynch it's got a great cast it has Vincent D'Onofrio Eamon Farron. Hey, we met him. Who plays... Oh, yeah, he's super nice. Super nice, but in um, if you watch Twin Peaks Season 3, he plays uh, Richard Horn, and he's like the most sadistic, evil character in Twin Peaks Season 3. But just please don't let that fool you, because he was very sweet in person when we met him. And in this movie, he plays the total opposite. He plays a young man being held prisoner by a cab-driving serial killer and has to make... A choice of whether to follow in his captor's footsteps or not. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But Jennifer Lynch is obviously the daughter of David Lynch. If you don't know, I guess that's not obvious to everyone. But daughter of David Lynch, the fucking brilliant uh, director, writer, artist. And she is just as talented and creative as her father. And I didn't really know what to expect this movie, but I fucking loved it. I just have to say that, so we went to David Lynch's Festival of Destruction last uh, fall, and we met uh, Eamon Farron there, and Sharon's opening words to her to him was like, oh my god, I saw Shane, and he was like, you saw it? Oh my gosh, what did you think, and you loved it? Oh my god, Jen was so great to work with, and it was so cute, because they had this little, like, interaction, and I just kind of watched Sharon, like, kind of fangirl a little bit, but it was very sweet, because he was, like, very receptive, and he was, like, so glad that someone saw it, so I feel like, let's get people to watch it (laughs) because it seems like it needs more like it seems like it's worth myself included like it's worth the attention so yeah it's definitely worth the attention and I don't think Jennifer Lynch gets as much credit as she deserves and you know I love um amazing talented strong women and she is definitely one of those she fits into the ticks all those boxes absolutely so yeah Hopefully you have gotten some new recommendations um, or maybe, you know, we mentioned some movies that you haven't seen in a while and you want to check out some old favorites that you've had. Um, but I'm really excited for Halloween. And as we watch new movies this Halloween month, we will give you our recommendations. We'll report back. Or we'll at least at the very least, if we don't have time to um, record all of them, we will post them on social media. Also, we'd be happy to take any recommendations too that you might have that we might not have mentioned. Or if you're like, oh my God, you mentioned this movie. Well, then you'd probably like this. Shoot them our way. We'd love it. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to write us your recommendations, if you want to write us any scary stories, creepy stories, uh, favorite Halloween stories. Oh, yeah. You can email us at horrorstalkhorror.com horror at gmail.com and as always thanks thanks for for getting getting creepy with us. us